So how are you doing, man? It's all gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. Yesterday I had like such quarantine blues, <laughs> which is my new album. <laughs> I bought no shit six bottles of Apothic Red. <laughs> how many bottles are you through now? I'm still in the first one. Although, what I failed to mention... That's a good pace. It is. What I failed to mention, though, is that I already had two and a half at my house and then bought six additional. (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing that turns everyone gay. (laughs) God's like, okay, the gays have had, like, kind of a bad run of it, so I'm gonna... I'm gonna even things out a little bit. (laughs) And here's a rainbow to prove that, uh... I'm on your side. This yeah. Time. Haven't always been. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, that was the old me. That was the Old Testament me. That was the old me. I'm not that guy I, anymore. like, had this amazing, like, have you ever done, like, a sensory deprivation tank? I just did it. It was amazing. <laughs> and guess what? I love the gays now. Let's start this show. Let's start this show. <laughs> Hi, cuties. Hey there. <laughs> Hi. Just hey there, nothing else. <laughs> Sorry, <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel any way about you. You're all right. <laughs> you guys are no, don't, okay. don't listen to Mom Haley. She She's the mean one. I'm the nice one. You're all cute. You're, you're beautiful just the way you are. <laughs> anyway, I'm your nice dad, Zach. <laughs> I'm your evil stepmom, Haley. And, and we're, we're not in different places. <laughs> we're both figuratively and literally not together this time. It's a very, uh, very special episode. It's a very quarantine um, special episode. Yeah, it's 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 all new. We're we're in new territory right now, um, and by that I mean our houses, our our homes. <laughs> We are bringing back an old, an old we're not together favorite, and I can't believe she was available. I think it's only because of this quarantine. We're very lucky that. No, yeah. no way. Oh yeah, we have um, <gasps> Scout, the sound engineer, back with us today. Oh my gosh, Scout! It's, it's so incredible. good to have you back. It's incredible. What's that? Oh, see, she's a pro. She's saying I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say anything because you're recording right now. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Scout. She's so on it. She is. Give that girl a treat. I think I will. She's not in it for the fame, you know? There is so much fame and glory that comes with being a sound engineer. <laughs> or a podcast. And it's amazing to see her in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. For a podcast? For an indie podcast like this? The accolades. Like, the, just the swarms of people. But it's she doesn't do it for that. She does it for her art. For the art. And for, like, maybe a little treat. A little belly rub. Something like that. Maybe a little belly rub. Maybe just a little belly rub. But that's it. But that's it. Did you, did she want health care? No. Did <laughs> no. she want any kind of benefits? No. No. All she asked is for a treat or a treat stipend every week. <laughs> it's very easy. <laughs> that's very easy. Very like very easy to pay. Um, yeah. So so so. Uh, last episode we talked with our friend Adam Winnie uh, about health and all that, and we did sort of mention uh, the sort of you know uh global uh corona virus pandemic uh and it's have y'all heard of it (laughs) have you heard of it uh yeah it 
it became wow it blew up so quick over here <laughs> oh yeah it really did I actually um someone posted this and the only reason I'm about to read it is because it said the source was the CDC it really did blow up because on Sunday March 1st there were 28 known cases of coronavirus in California and on Sunday March 15th there were over 300 known wow. cases of coronavirus known in cases, California right and those are known. And they say for every one known case, there's at least 10 unknown. Uh, Jesus Creesus. Jesus Creesus indeedsis. So stay indoors, everybody. Um, yeah, Haley thought it was best if we just, you know, play it safe and each record at our own home. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. We're probably going to have some guests uh, record from their homes. You know, people have microphones and we're just kind of playing it by ear. But we didn't want to stop making this. Yeah, I mean, people need podcasts now more than ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. There was so much time. Any kind of content. Anything. It could be garbage. It could be this. <laughs> it could be this. Garbage. Uh, garbage. Uh, look at us. Uh, I, I, I do feel a little bit like garbage. I've been wearing like a house robe all day and pajama bottoms with no underwear. Uh, that's just, it's just the, the housebound mood. Yeah, I I had a weird outfit on earlier today. I, I first of all I put on like workout clothes because I was gonna take my dog for a run, and then that's as very uh, very optimistic of you. <laughs> well, then as soon as I opened the door, it started pouring. It's been like raining like crazy here in LA for a week, and then oh yeah, on top of all of it, yeah, it's raining. It's so weird, and then I felt like a bad dog mom because she was pupset that we couldn't go for a walk. Because it was raining. Aww. So then, so I had my workout gear on, which I wore like shorts because I was like, I'm going to be huffing and puffing, so I don't need pants. But then when I didn't go on a run, I came inside <laughs> and got cold. So then I put on these weird three quarter length sweatpants I have over my jogging shorts. And oh, it was okay, just a, good. Yeah. It was a weird look. It was a weird look. But you know what? Yeah. No one saw it, really. Who's going to see you? Except my horrified roommates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, in general, I think a lot of us were kind of goofing on this. I mean, I, to be fair, a lot of other things like, uh, you know, mad cow disease or swine flu. There's there's feels like there's something every year that somebody is blowing out of proportion. I think it, it was easy to think that this fell in that category, but then turns out, oh, haha, jokes on us. Uh this is very very <laughs> real. Yeah, very serious. Yeah. So we're trying to take it seriously and also like not be those selfish people who are like, oh, now's a great time. I have all this free time to hang out with a bunch of people. Right. So, I think it's just better to take the precaution if anything else, again, just to, like, not overrun the hospitals. Because and... we talked about this before. There's certain people that aren't mm -hmm. getting the treatment that they need in certain countries because it's they're so overrun. And same with the grocery store thing. Like, Oh, my God. So many people are hoarding all this shit that Crazy. other people can't get stuff they need. And they're, like, struggling and getting kind of scared because they can't find fucking toilet paper. <laughs> Did you see that guy who was like hoarding Lysol and hand sanitizer, like just thousands of it? And then finally somebody took action and now he's like, well, nobody was buying it. So just he had to, now he's just donating it all again. So I did see that. It's so weird that somebody would see a crisis and be like, aha, opportunity for me to screw a bunch of people over. Right. Let me capitalize on this. We expect that from our government, but not people. <laughs>
He's got a douchey mind for office. <laughs> and then they were kind of applauding that guy, and it was like, wait a minute, he was like basically forced to donate all that shit. Like, don't, right? He's not a hero. Yeah, don't turn it. this don't don't turn this like dystopian reality into a feel good story. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, we still are doing uh, our episodes, like we said. Uh, we're doing uh, another uh, listener advice episode. So anyway, yeah, we are. Uh, we're still going, so we're gonna move forward. Like it's just a regular episode. Like nothing's different. It's just it's just the two of us shooting the shit. We could be in the same room for all you know. Aha! Uh-huh. Except we just told you we weren't. Except we just told you. Anyway, shit. so we're just gonna keep going and. <laughs> Just do regular questions like normal. So uh, should, I, should I start one? I've got one right here from uh, Cheris, good friend of the show. Read it, baby. Okay, great. Uh, this one says, I live in Los Angeles, a city where everything costs money and nobody has any. Relatable. Uh, I have wonderful friends and wonderful hobbies, but not a lot of friends who can afford my hobbies with me. How can I expand my social circle to people who can afford to join me on... Okay, I'm going to stop them right there because, <laughs> unfortunately... This doesn't apply anymore. Mm. <laughs> doesn't really apply anymore oh. uh oof oh boy okay but how about we change that into what can you do now that you're you know in your home for yeah. an unforeseeable amount of time which the great part about this is you don't need to expand your social circle right now <laughs> thank god <laughs> so um that part's good you can keep your same Social Remember when the Bible said the meek shall inherit? They were talking about right now. <laughs> so let's let's say we're just going to keep your your social circle, okay? Uh, yeah. I assume you're talking about mini golf when you mean your expensive hobbies. So there's obviously no mini golfing anymore, right? Um, no, no mini golfing. No like practicing your your shooting technique on your Fabergé eggs or any of that right 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 there's this thing called zoom but I think there's all kinds of things like this where you can have like Mm -hmm. multiple people in a FaceTime type situation and that's that's really fun but you can oh yeah you can also like again we were using it for work today to watch some videos but Mm -hmm. you could throw up like a movie on there you can all have a nice little movie night. Oh, so everyone can watch at the same time. Everyone watches the... That's kind of nice. Yeah. From the comfort of your own home. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the gamers, I've, I'm sure everybody knows it, but Roll20 is amazing. There's so many sites like it that where like you can you can ha- play virtual games just like you would, like, you know, role-playing games. Or, but, but there's a lot of different stuff. A lot of people have built a lot of crazy cool things that you can download there. Um, and yeah, you can just play your game as normal, like you like you would. Now's the time to finally get PlayStation Live or Xbox Live. Oh yeah, I, the I feel like the unfortunate part of all of this is we are going to get so many new Twitch performers or whatever the fuck they're called. I keep hearing people on my Instagram threaten to start TikToking, and that is alarming. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! There's going to be a lot of content that comes out of this, and not a lot of it's going to be good. But a lot of it is going to be buck wild because of how stir crazy people are. That's true. We're going to get some of the weirdest fucking content of the 20th century, I think. Buckle in. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> Shit. A renaissance. Yeah, fuck. William Shakespeare wrote King Lear during the plague. <laughs> Just wait to see what TikTok has. Yeah, I wonder if this is going to be considered a like a art era in history 
where there's no movies made, you know, there's no, nothing collaborative can be made right now. Not made, but you can, there's still stuff you can do. You can, I mean, there's, I mean, you can definitely write. There's certain, you could, there's, you can draw, you can make all sorts of things like online. I don't know how to make video games, but I'm sure people can do that. Personally, like I have been getting a little of the quarantine blues here and then. Um, And I think like the idea of getting a huge project done can kind of feel like, I don't know, it's hard to come find the energy. But I do find that if I just say like, oh, today I'm going to clean my bathroom or today I'm going to do some laundry or I'm going to write that I'm going to like. I don't know, talk to somebody who I haven't talked to in a while or connect with somebody like I can I can get that done. And then once I start getting those things done, I get enthusiasm again to do those other things, to do those bigger things. Um, yeah. And like Aaron, who's been on the show, Aaron and I are going to, you know, going to collab. Uh, we've been brainstorming for a feature. And so we're going to collab that way as we, you know, as best we can. And you, you can make things happen still, even though you're stuck indoors. Totally. Yeah. Set yourself a schedule every day. Like you would a normal work week. Yeah, because time means nothing anymore. Not really, but... <laughs> it really... Yeah, it's true. Because, like, I feel like if you don't give yourself goals, and, like, maybe even with times yeah. attached to those, like, from 9 a.m. to noon, I'm going to do this or whatever. But if you don't set goals, like, you're going to look sure. up, and it's going to be 5 or 6 p.m. already, and you're going to be like, what happened? I know. But, like, fucking use this time to get shit done. I'm so excited. Yeah, I've been thriving. It's it's weird because like, yeah, it's weird because it's like it's it's a it's an unsure time, but also like you finally have that time you've always been talking about to write that screenplay. It's real. <laughs> Focus on you know your health, but once you know you're kind of sitting around not doing anything, you know, make an outline, do something. You, you got time. You got the time, and don't go outside. <laughs> It really is kind of a magical time for writers because it's like you not only have the time to finally write, but you also like are really not even supposed to leave your house that much. So it's like right. fucking buckle down time. We are very lucky, the two of us, because we are on a show that allows like it's something that we're able to work from home, you know, while doing. But I mean, a lot of people are have jobs, you know, at restaurants or in cafes or, or things that are, you know, they're closing. And that is a little more unsure. So I understand that that is very stressful. That's true. We're, we are, we are really, really lucky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I but mean, I hope if you haven't done it, definitely apply for unemployment. That's what I would say. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's not that tough. It's it's kind of a pain in the ass, yeah. but it's not that tough. I'm really hoping that a lot of places will have like rent and mortgage forgiveness and things like that during this time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's hard to say. We're all everything's so unsure. I'm fucking hoping that that's going to happen. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of rumors or like people signing um, petitions for things like that. If you, so I'm hoping that happens. It, it happened in Canada. It would be a f- goddamn fucking miracle if it happened in the United States. I know it'd be buck wild, but it'd be awesome. I hope it happens. It is funny, like, what happens when all these systems are in place and then something huge, just kind of something huge like this really shows you all the cracks and everything, you know? It's really showing how little America has its shit together. No, well, we talk a big talk, but we, we care about corporations more than people. And we, we, we can spend, you know, a trillion dollars trying to keep the stock market up for 30 minutes, but we can't give that to real people for some reason. Right, exactly. 
So Cheris, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> I hope that answers your question. <laughs> um, we when things are all back and running, we'll probably pick that up and answer it for real. Yeah, for realsies. <laughs> Thanks, Cheris. Okay, next up, we got a question from Lucas. Uh, have you had a sexual encounter with a person who, at the time, identified as heterosexual? If so, have they since maintained their heterosexual identity, or was that a turning point for them? Ooh, see, this I can talk about. Yes. This I can answer. Me too. <laughs> as it's been written. <laughs> yes. Have you? I have. When was this? Well, I actually would say that most of the, most of the, and I'll put this in quotes, heterosexual women that I would date at that time was more like in college years, which makes a lot of sense. Right. Because it's either like, um, you know, trying stuff out or, you know, maybe they just didn't know they were homosexual. Sure. Yeah. It, says, it sounds weird to say homosexual. Is it weird for you to say the word homosexual? Homosexual. It sounds clinical. Yeah. It sounds too clinical. Yeah, that sounded weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a robot. Yeah. Hello. I am gay Beep robot. Boop. I'm gay um. robot. Sneep snop. <laughs> Homo robo. Homo robo. That's a movie. Remember Homo robo? We've got time to finally write that hobo robo script we've been talking about. <laughs> Let me see your dipstick, <laughs> big boy. Let me see your hard drive. <laughs> oh. I'm so sorry about my floppy disk. <laughs> this doesn't usually happen. <laughs> this error doesn't usually occur. <laughs> 404 cannot come. <laughs> uh, so you're... Your experience oh, yeah. sleeping with somebody who at the time identified as hetero. Right. And I think, so I started a relationship in college with someone who was, I think at the time, considered themselves heterosexual. But I think now. Well, a relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think now I'm not, I actually don't know what she considers herself, but I know she doesn't consider herself completely heterosexual so i don't know if she identifies as like pan or bi or what but Mm. at the time she did um you know yeah it's interesting i think i think some of the straight women that i've been with i actually don't know how how they necessarily identify with now because you don't almost keep up with those people exactly too many to count right (laughs) exactly i just don't keep up with them enough (laughs) (laughs) lost track no um, no, I think it's just, they're just people who aren't in my life anymore. So I actually just don't know. Yeah. I, I know that they've been, I will say this. I know that they've been in heterosexual presenting relationships after me for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. That happens actually often. Yeah. But I don't know how they personally identify necessarily. Mm. So you're not sure if it was a turning point or, or if it was just like a, for them, like a bump in the road or whatever. Yeah, I I, can't, I honestly can't say. I don't think that I, it, at least no one I can think of at the moment. I, yeah, I just, I, I think that I just don't um, know those people as much anymore. So I can't really say. So yeah, in college I dated, I only dated one guy who was ever like, quote unquote, straight. Um, and let's call him Calum. Uh, so Calum was in the theater school. Uh, and we just met at a party and kind of hit it off and ended up 
going kind of on a date and then messing around and then started hanging out a lot and messing around a lot. But then he kept <laughs> telling me that he was, you know, this was just like a phase for him. Like he would tell me that uh, or he would want us to like walk into parties a little like spaced out and stuff and you know staggered. not to tell people mm. yeah staggered like planned and stuff and in that that was kind of like you know it didn't feel great but also like the sex was amazing mostly because like i was trying to bang the straight right out of him <laughs> like there was something like i don't know about you but part of me thought like i could make him realize that he was gay or something or make him realize that he wanted this, you know, if I, w- if it was just good enough or something, or if I was just good enough, which was, you know, not the right way to think about it. Um, Cause it wasn't about me. It was about him, you know? Totally. I, I think that like, I completely agree with you. Like in college when I was like dating women and again, like often because there either weren't a lot of women who were out right. or, or at least I, I think even back then, like, pansexuality and bisexuality weren't like even like necessarily as prevalent in our language so oh really yeah mm-hmm. i mean i was on tumblr a lot so it was it was there's was, it was very prevalent there <laughs> in those conversations well it's definitely prevalent if you're in the queer community but if you're not like sure. active in the queer community like oh i see what you mean at the time yeah. it wasn't um you know people didn't have that that language as much if you were maybe bisexual or pansexual you know what i mean like i feel like now people are starting to like openly identify themselves as that whereas i think especially back then yeah if you were because people still do it now but especially back then if you were bisexual but in a hetero presenting relationship you would probably just identify as straight for the time being um because it's easier because it's easier or or it's it's yeah i think that i thought that i could quote unquote like turn people and like you're right it literally has nothing to do with you ever How good or bad you are. Right. Absolutely. I never thought I could turn straight people, but I did think like this. Per- OK, this person clearly has homosexual tendencies, whether they're bi or straight or whatever. And I just wanted him to maybe admit that to himself a little bit. The thing the thing was the 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 wild thing was Calum was an identical twin <gasps> and his brother was gay <gasps> and out. <gasps> I want to watch this soap opera so bad. (laughs) I never met the other twin, I think. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was just so wild. Wait, did the other twin also go to that school? No, different school. Otherwise, that would be, like, too much to handle. Much easier. I would obviously go with the the out twin. I don't know. It's not like you can, like, pick (laughs) when you you see two twins. (laughs) You can't choose which twin you want to fuck. Like, that just happens. Oh, my God. We should do a twins episode. Oh, a twins? Oh, yeah. Because so that's the thing is like generally if one twin is gay, the other twin is also gay. Usually. Yeah. I've I've seen that in my experience as well. Question when you were seeing these people, did you find it hard to connect to them emotionally? Huh. No, I don't think I did. I think I'm thinking of one person in particular, and no, I don't think I found it tough. What's weird is that um, this person actually pretty actively pursued me at the beginning. Oh, wow. And I didn't even, like, notice, like, at first. I was just like, whatever. And then, like, 
realized into it like oh wait a minute this person's like pursuing me (laughs) but did you feel like you were getting i don't know i i definitely didn't think i was getting like all of him you know yeah like you get very you get very close but you don't get all of somebody if you can't be you know a couple in real life and like if you're just cuddly on the couch together or you know then that's not a full relationship you know and I wanted that or something you know it was very weird yeah I will say that this person went all in like they weren't really trying to hide anything wow yeah but they were still identifying well I think before me they did and then I think after me kind of helped them realize like they're more bisexual pansexual I think I was just their first foray into women. I have been somebody else's first foray into men who was like bi but had never slept with somebody before. And that was great. That was very different than sleeping with somebody who is saying that they identify as straight. Totally. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, kind of fun at the time, not worth the emotional, uh, toil that i had to do totally yeah i don't think i ever i i I did have a similar situation to yours in high school where there was a quote-unquote straight girl who wanted to kind of you know hang out with me but then was like you're right it was like i think she was so scared of it that we actually like never did anything it was like mostly through like texting and like flirting through texting and then if we ever tried to hang out, she would get freaked out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how that person identifies now, but I do know that they are married to a guy. Oh, wow. But I don't know how, what they're, I, how they identify, you know? I just always hope that if that is the case, that, I don't know, that they at least have recognized that's that part of them in some way, you know? I agree. It kind of, it, it makes me sad to see, like, you know, it, 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 like, and if they are, you know, buyer pan and then in a straight presenting relationship, then that's uh, like, that's great. Like you found somebody amazing, but I always, it's, you know, you never want to see that person coming out way later in life. Yeah. You know, when they're, they're already married, they have kids. Right. And the thing is, is like, I don't think you have to have sex with someone to necessarily be like, this is no. for me or this isn't for me, but I do hope no. that they have accepted that part of themselves and that they just ended up in a heterosexual presenting relationship because that's just the person they found and they were happy and that's great. And not because of fear of acting on those feelings, the pressures. Right. Yeah. So I hope that, yeah, yeah, you you just always hope that that's the case. Yeah. I mean, with, with Calum, like he told me, that he thought he worked it out of his system with me, oh, which was so shitty. To that hear. is horrible. Yeah. That's a horrible thing to and say to someone. Yeah, it's a horrible thing to say. I to I th- a person, <laughs> and uh, to a yeah. person that you were just like a like a sponge to soak up all the the gay stuff I don't like about myself, you know, as if that was gonna work somehow. But then still, like even sometimes today. But not as much anymore. But like, you know, a year or two later, I would still get a text from him with like a picture of, 
you know, like the FSU circus and be, and it would say something like the last time I was here was with you. And like, dude, I don't know what's going on, but you need to work it out. You need to work it out yourself. You know, I'm sorry. It sounds like you were in like a homophobic, like homosexual relationship. Yeah, I guess a little bit. I got to say the sex was great. (laughs) It was so good. Are homophobes the best at sex? (laughs) (laughs) I think because it, something maybe it's not about the whole repressed bit of it, but like, yeah, I don't know. When there's something about it being a secret that's fun at the time, but like, don't wouldn't recommend overall. Like, right, right, not worth, not worth all the the, the emotional labor. Right, for sure. Like, don't put yourself in that situation on purpose. You should, like we said before, like if somebody likes you, it should just. It it should feel easy and it shouldn't you shouldn't be like confused and asking yourself all these questions about how legitimate it is. It's like, you know, it's don't put yourself through that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like talking about those like initial attraction and initial like mm-hmm. relationship things. It's like. If the person makes you feel shitty, like they're not that into you. Yeah, you shouldn't leave seeing your partner and just feel so drained and shitty like that right right i've been in relationships like long relationships that i shouldn't like it's it's taken a while for me to realize what is actually a healthy thing and what's good for me and what isn't same same yeah i think we all fall into those traps because also like especially as queer people like we get it's hard for us to find someone to be in a relationship with. And so we cling to things that aren't good for us. Yeah. And you, yeah, you find something that feels good. Like the highs are so high. And so you're chasing that. Even if the lows are so, so painful and so low, you, you look over all that. Because you think you won't be able to find those highs again. Cause you know, our right. dating pool is so small, but you absolutely will. Not to say that relationships are always like easy and sunshine and there's going to be work involved, but like. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we meandered, but I think we answered that question. Yeah. I can't definitively say whether or not it was a turning point at all. I wanted it to be. I really wanted it to be. I think that's the takeaway is not is that one person can't affect someone's overall sexual identity. Right. Um, I think I think even like. If someone identified as straight and you got with them and they identified as gay right after that, it's not like you turned them gay. They were already having those. There were so many other things. Yeah. Feelings and like thoughts beforehand. And they were probably already gay beforehand. Yeah. Or at least questioning or bi, you know. Because, yeah, there's no such thing as turning somebody. That doesn't exist. Right. And then maybe you help them kind of realize. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, the thing I think what it is is sometimes when that happens, when you you make somebody realize something, you th- just innately feel responsible for them in some way, and so that makes your brain think, "Oh, I must love them" or something, you know. Mm. And so you might hold on to that longer than you should, and like that's great that you were there f- for that time in their life, but sometimes that's all it was, and it doesn't necessarily have to be more than that. Yeah. If that makes sense. I might That's be true. rambling. <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense. Like you feel like you're a very important person in their life, but and you right. I'm sure you were, but like maybe not as much as you think you were. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. 
All right. I think we got time for one more. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, this one's from Sergio. Uh, he says, off topic, but where are you from? Where are we from? Well, I'm from Tampa, Florida. I think we've mm-hmm. talked about that a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was born there. All those swamps. I was raised there. All the swamps. <laughs> I was born there. I was raised there. Met my first alligator there. And then <laughs> when I was 18, moved to Tallahassee, Florida. And then after, for school, and then after school, moved to Los Angeles. So this Los Angeles is the coldest city I've ever lived in. That's a gift. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I live a charmed life. Does this feel like home now? That's a great question. Yes, absolutely. It's It makes me kind of sad. I feel bad because my mom says whenever I'm coming home, she's like, oh, you'll get to sleep in your own bed. Oh. And I'm like, I, my bed in L.A. is... I never tell her this, but I'm like, my bed in L.A. is my bed. Like, right. my bed at my parents house feels kind of feels kind of foreign to me now you know is your room the same it's the same it's a shrine to me Ooh. they haven't touched it oh man i'm picturing like some some like sports trophies or something like some some medals or maybe like a, mm-hmm. a some pictures of when you won the science fair for your like i don't know your that volcano you made <laughs> or something you're nailing it minus the science fair part i never won anything <laughs> But there's definitely some soccer trophies, <laughs> some flag football trophies, yeah, some prom pictures, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. How about you, Zach? Where are you That's from? That's so funny. Um, I am, it's, like, the, the simple answer is saying I'm from, like, Pennsylvania, but I'm, like, actually was born in Michigan, and then I've moved. It's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm, it's kind of like the sisterhood of the traveling me. I've moved so, a lot. Um, I've moved like 13 times growing up, like from Michigan to Ohio to Pennsylvania to Florida to Georgia to Texas to like Chicago and then kind of ping-ponging around all those places. Um, just because my mom uh, worked in sales and was always kind of taking the next step up, which meant moving for us. Um, and like there were some times when – I was in like a different school every year. Uh, We could have been on the lam for something and that was just a total front. I don't know. I could be in the witness protection program for all I know. I wonder what your original name was. Yeah. Who knows? I'll never tell. (laughs) Is Yeah. What if Zach Ogle is your witness protection name and your real first name is like Mort Singleton? Oh, I hate that for me. (laughs) You pick the worst possible name, Mort Singleton. Mort Singleton. He sounds so boring. Um, Our poor li- listener, Mort Singleton, just went, oh. <laughs> oh. I'm interesting, I swear. If your name's Mort Singleton, please let us know. We'd love to have you on the pod. Uh, yeah, but, it, it, you know, it wasn't so bad. Um, you kind of got used to it, and it was almost, like, expected after a certain amount of time. Like, you, I don't know. This is definitely the longest I've ever lived in a place out here in Los Angeles. And like, just like you, this is feeling like home. I'm getting used to being in a place for a while. And that's weird for me. Was it? Was it hard? I just like, it was just like, I was also the oldest. So it just kind of felt like we're doing it because that's what we're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And it sucked sometimes. But other times it was like, oh, fuck yeah. I don't have to audition for band next year because we're not going to be at this school. Um (laughs) because <laughs> i didn't learn any of the music um or 
yeah or sometimes like i don't know you like you get really good friends in some schools and sometimes you move to a school where the people weren't so great or yeah i don't know uh but you did i did get used to meeting people and making new friends like would do you say you know because you you stayed one place for so much like all your uh your young life yeah would you say that's affected your ability to either make and or keep friends huh that's a good question i will say so i lived in pretty much the same i we moved one time when i was growing up when i was like eight but it was just it was just from one part of tampa to another um but i did go to different schools so i switched elementary schools at one point and you know how, like, when you live in a neighborhood, there's, like, the neighborhood elementary school, the neighborhood middle school, and the neighborhood high school. And you go to school with the same kids, like, the whole time. Yeah, everybody just herds from one to the next, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So I went to the same elementary school. Uh, but then for middle school, I went to a magnet school. So completely new people, like, totally different mm. No one I knew from my elementary school went to that middle school. So in a sense, I did have like a whole new school thing. And like, yeah, I did kind of, I guess, have to learn how to make friends. And then when I went to high school, I went back to the same uh, neighborhood high school. So there were kids from elementary school at that high school, but I didn't know them anymore. So I had to make kind of new friends in a way that way. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I did have like... Three, three or four really close friends that I was just friends with outside of school that I did get to grow up with, and mm-hmm. that was that was really nice. That is nice. And those people I'm still friends with. I'm still friends with them today. That's great. You know, so that's really cool. I have a couple friends that I'm still yeah. very good friends with from high school, but I mean, most people I, I went out of contact with. It was definitely weird. Uh, high school was probably the hardest moving into, only because – so I, I went to high school – all four years at the same place. But that was the first time I became very aware that like everybody else had been friends for ever since kindergarten, you know? And that was the first time that felt really Mm -hmm. apparent for whatever reason. And so there were all these groups that you had to like find your way into. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm getting used to being friends with somebody for like, for a very long time. And it's, it's good. This, uh, this is the long, I don't know. Like, like you and a lot of other college like friends, you know, we've known each other for almost a decade now. Wild. At, at this point in my life, too, I feel like people like you and like my roommates, like, you know, because we have known each other for like 10 years. It's like mm-hmm. these are the the life friendships, you know, like these are the ones that are. Like, these are the people. Yeah. Yeah. That are going to go on. We're definitely be friends as long as this quarantine lasts. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody made like At a least. bad wish on a monkey's paw is basically what happened. It was me. That was definitely me. I always complain about not having enough time. It was you? I fucking Twilight Zone does. I'm sorry. <laughs> Told you not to do that. <laughs> my B, everyone. Sorry, we got Twilight Zoned. It's my fault. My B. I do want to rewatch some uh, old Twilight Zone. I was thinking about specifically, uh, I think it's called The Monsters Are Due on Maple yeah. Street. I think it is. It's like classic Twilight Zone People think people hear rumors that there's aliens and lights are going off in neighbors' houses, and so everybody thinks their neighbors are the aliens or have the aliens. And it just like I feel like old Twilight Zone, you know, pan, like pandemonium episodes or, or things like that feel so totally. relevant. Totally, yeah. And people start turning right on now. each other. 
Um, and in, in this, in the real life scenario, it's like people fucking hoarding toilet paper and being mean to each other in the grocery store. It's, it's wild. Yeah. I think the cool Twilight Zone version of what's going on right now is like if all this, so we are where we're at right now, you know? Sure. People are holed up in their houses. Everything's closed down, you know? Non-essential things are closed down like gyms and whatnot. And then we find out that the coronavirus was just a meme. (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean? And it's not even real. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's just all these rumors. It's just all these rumors and memes, and it never even existed. Or maybe um, the meme became real, and it went in our system. Oh, shit. That's what it is. You're right. We created the meme. Yeah. That episode's called Viral. Fuck. <laughs> okay. TM, TM, TM. We got TM. It's now. just... <laughs> TM, 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 TM. It's just a manifest of that, you know, the one, that dress, <laughs> and the, <laughs> the, the chaos and discord... <gasps> Of not knowing what color it is. It's the Yanni and Laurel complex. Oh, God. If you uh, injected that, like, just hate and, and amount of argument and garbage that was, you know, created by that, injected that right into your veins, you'd, you'd be dead. You'd be dead. Immediately. You'd be dead. Do you think that the, do you think that the gold dress, blue dress, and the Yanni Laurel thing are just the Mandela effects lines being blurred what i mean by that is like oh what the- you know how like there's berenstain bears and the berenstein bears yeah 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 like yeah. what right, if right, right. what if those two things are examples of when that when our dimensions things get crossed and so both things can exist at the same time sure and both people things have right. been yeah that's that could be it that could be it. We've gotten to a weird portion of our podcast. <laughs> Conspiracy theory podcast. When that that's that was that was the turning point. Things have been pretty weird and ex- <laughs> exponentially weirder since then. Shit. And even weirder since the Cats movie came out. <laughs> the Cats movie was the death rattle of our society. <laughs> that was when like the Matrix was like, they're doing what now? Okay, shut it all down. <laughs> Shut it all down. Shut it down. We can't handle this. Yeah, so I hope that answers your question. <laughs> I think at a certain point we abandoned that. We, we answered that question pretty quickly and abandoned it and went into our own segment, which was just uh, cabin fever thoughts. This was very fun. Uh, Haley, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Zach, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Happy to be a guest. <laughs> Zach, where can people find us uh, online? Because you know they can't find us in our homes because they're not allowed inside. Not in person. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Not in person. Uh, they can find us on uh, Instagram at Not Together Podcast, on Twitter at Not Together Cast. We're on Facebook. Just look at us up. We're Not Together. Zach and Haley. Super easy to find. Uh, and you can email us at Not Together Podcast at gmail.com. Um, like we said, we're kind of figuring this all out in this new age. Um, but please keep expecting episodes every Thursday as provided all goes well. And yeah. And thank you to everyone who sent in those questions. Um, please keep sending those questions in. Yes. You have no excuse now. We know you have time to write those questions. We know you have time. So, and you've got questions. We know you have time. 
<laughs> so please keep sending those in. Um, also, thank you to everyone on Twitter who's been um, like tagging us in posts, uh, specifically uh, like Joe and Eugene. I, I noticed you guys. Um, there's a lot of people asking for podcast recommendations, fun and funny podcasts, and it was very cool that you guys recommended us. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Tell your friends to binge us because <laughs> they have time. <laughs> they got time. Uh, but that's all I think for today. Thank you all for listening. Once again, I'm Haley. I'm Zach. And, and we're literally we're not together. Not together. <laughs> 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 all right. Bye-bye. Bye. We're Not Together is produced, hosted, and edited by Zach Ogle and Haley Manrique. And our intro music and theme song is composed by Barry Anderson.